Hello and welcome to another Comedian's Interview for my blog and podcast, A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes uh, my experiences of watching over 900 comedians and counting over the last 46 years. I'm delighted today that my special guest is the wonderful comedian, Miss Nicole Harris. Yay! Hello! 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 You must have started watching when you were five. Uh, my, first, uh, my first ever comedian that was on a holiday in Scarborough. And, it, and uh, a family holiday, I was seven, and we went to see Les seven. Dawson. Oh God! I mean, he's, he's, de <laughs> he's dead. Is he, he's dead now. Is he dead now? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bless him! Yeah. Oh, but, he, but but still in my top five. Still he, good. He, yeah, he, very he, good. He yeah, he's very good. We saw we saw him in nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy seven, and then in nineteen seventy eight. I mean, I had six or seven or eight. I mean, we then saw Tommy Cooper, and, oh, I, and, I, and I was hooked. Yeah. I, I was absolutely hooked, and that was it. Um, Thank you so so much for doing this. You're one of my favourite comedians. You really are. Um, we're going you. to go right back to the start of your comic career and examine your career. And I'd like to first ask you, um, how did you first become a comedian, please? Well, um, I was. I I actually did a course, a right. comedy course, many years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, which an ex-boyfriend <laughs> just randomly went on and sort of, I hadn't spoken to him for about five years and then just sent me this random like video that he did of the first gig that he did and said, oh, I thought you might want to do this. And I was like, were you supposed to send this to me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you always used to talk about wanting to be a comedian. And I was like, I don't remember ever talking to anyone about it, right. but I must have done. So I'd been wanting to do it for years before that, but I just didn't know how, because right. you don't, do you? You just no. like, you see it, but you don't know how to get started. He sent me that and it was almost like a bit of fate. So I just did the same course <laughs> and I, I I just copied him basically. <laughs> and, um, and then I and then I thought I'll just do one I'll just do the course yeah and that's it I won't it just, I'll just do the one show at the end of the course because you do a show at the end of the course and then of course I got the bug and uh, and I started like that and it's as simple as that really which which, quite... which course was it and what year would this be this was two I'm so bad with years but I think it was it was like December. 2015 right right um and it was called the camden comedy school in Cracking. camden nice. camden yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what it said believe it or not and um i yeah i just thought yeah that'll be nothing that'll be just <laughs> <laughs> that'll be just something to do in the evenings for for, for 10 weeks or however long it was and then I, yeah, I just got, I just got the buzz, uh, and just, and and then, uh, and then that's when the hard work starts, yeah, you know, yeah, after yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know how to get into it, otherwise, because a lot of people they don't do it like that. They just go to an open mic. Yes. Yeah. And they just do their first five. Yeah. Like they just get up and go, oh, this is what I want to do. Whereas I wasn't that. 
I don't know. I didn't want to just do that. I wanted some guidance before doing that. Sure. So, sure, yeah. Yeah. So that that's how it started. I mean, I was always a bit of a kind of cla class clown, and yeah. you know, same. Well, actually, no, it's not the same for all comedians. But I was one of those comedians who was always like messed around and had a lot of banter and did all that sort of thing before doing the comedy. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah. it's different. You've got to work at it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Brilliant. That, that's that's how I got into it. So so once you did your comedy course, can you describe your first ever five minute gig and what was it like? Yeah, well, <laughs> most people's first five minutes gigs are not necessarily great, but mine was really good because yeah. not because I was any good, <laughs> um, just because it was the it was after the course, so it was like the final show, right? And it was at uh, the backyard comedy club. They hired that out. Perfect. Yeah, and I yeah. remember the guy there saying, "You won't do another gig like this for a good few years," <laughs> and <laughs> which was right. <laughs> and uh, it was so and your friends and family were there if, if you wanted them to be and a couple of friends were there so it was obviously a really supportive sure. environment yeah. and I did my first five minutes there and it actually went really well I mean it was the second gig that like I died on my ass right. <laughs> <laughs> as you should yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at your second gig but the first one was uh was was great actually I think I think it's all about experience, you know. Like like you say, you have. I think you have to experience the difficult ones yes. as well as the cracking ones to make you a better comedian. Definitely, and um, that gig was slightly different as well because it was like the end of the show. Everyone's got their friends there or their family there or whatever who are, who have got a vested interest yeah. in seeing everyone and it, it's not it's not exactly like a norm you know a normal gig where you don't know the audience uh and you have to build that connection with them yeah from the second that you go up on the stage so it's 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 slightly different uh but it was a good first gig so that gave me the bug yeah, to the, then yeah go on and do more do you think was it different when you were playing to a complete room of strangers as opposed to having friends and family in the room as well? Did you feel it's... that? Or, or oh, God, you... yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's completely different. Do you know what I mean? It's completely different. Yeah. Your yeah. friends and family are invested in yeah. you and they want you to do well. Sure. Uh, a completely new audience, you have to be good you have to do well yeah. um you they don't they're not going to give you much leeway i mean some audiences are nicer than others i'll be honest uh and you can you can i know they say don't judge an audience don't blame an audience whatever, but i think you can sometimes <laughs> of course you know you 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 have delivered this or, or you've created this routine that you think is bulletproof and then you suddenly wonder <laughs> why they're not laughing is there something wrong because one audience isn't and then the next one is it's it's yes. fascinating to watch i i am um, in in creating my blog um i i had to go to a, I, I wanted to go to a little writing course 
and I was right. with a load of people who wanted to be reviewers and the woman oh, said to me um, we forget why we've invited you and I said well I'm not a reviewer I'm not a diarist I'm not a reporter I'm not a critique I'm a member of the audience and I'm out to have a good time yeah. and, I'll, and, I'll, and I think my blog is going to be an enthuse for, to everybody who can get out there and have a go and, yeah. they, and they never bothered me again they, they said oh, that's brilliant. exactly why you do it you know and, and I think that's true to a certain extent you know it's, it is such an enthuse um, because it can be terrifying and daunting and you know unless you're used to you have to walk out and within 30 seconds you've got yeah. to get an audience and, exactly. and, and, and and you're very good at let me at them I'm going <laughs> to make this rum laugh you know the amount of times I've seen you and it works every time <laughs> I, not every time not every time <laughs> well, the times I've seen you <laughs> yeah I'm quite insistent on um, on like I'm I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but if I see an audience member or someone who's not quite involved, I'm quite bad. Not bad, but I get, I try and get them involved. You target them. I, don't target them exactly, but I might say something yeah, yeah, yeah. in a nice way. But that's great because you're getting them involved yeah. and, and, and they might be the life and soul of the audience. You know, you never know until they, until exactly. they um did you ever find it difficult at all to break through into comedy? Was, were, were you very wary about going out onto a stage or um, did you think this might not be for you? Was, was there a point where you thought, yes, I can do this and this is going to be a career for me? Well, that's a good question. Was I... I mean, I constantly think this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, you're wrong. It is. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I, I have that thought every day and after every gig. Um, what the hell am I oh, doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think every. I, I think a lot of comedians do have yeah, those sort yeah. of doubt, self doubt. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you said, was it difficult breaking through? I'm still breaking through. I think it's always, you, you don't, I don't think you ever really know kind of where you are, what level you are. And the bad thing about me, I think, one of the bad things, and it's probably the same for everyone, I'm just being very honest, is you do look at other people and go, Oh, look where they are yeah look what gigs they're doing should i be there or and I, they're doing the same to you yeah. all the time yeah. and it's very much trying to get your headset out of that and yeah. just constantly looking forward and going forward so yeah every day all the time <laughs> i have those sort of thoughts <laughs> but yeah go on I was just going to say I totally agree with you because comedy is subjective even although I'm very positive um, about comedians in general but it is very yeah. subjective and um, I've I've sat there really belly laughing at some many comedians who should be I think a lot bigger yeah. or better if that's where they want to go yeah um, definitely and, and, and they don't they're, <clears throat> they're either perfectly happy playing smaller clubs or they just can't get the break so of course yeah. another reason for the blog is the support and all the rest of it but, oh, that's um, kind. Uh, um, but, but I do think you know there are so many 
much better or, or so many comedians who are a lot better than than they may think they are and, right um, yeah uh, um, I think I, I, my only advice sitting in the audience is just keep doing what you do because it must be word of mouth that goes it round, is. or you know, and 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 the audiences do get bigger, you know, and and, yeah. and it's wonderful to see. I love I love watching comedians grow. I've seen them. I've seen yeah. like Harry Hill in a tiny room, and then I watched him at the London Palladium, for example. I first saw him thirty years ago. Oh and, you know, wow! He's a, it's, it, it's a classic example That's of someone amazing. who just kept going, and it's wonderful now he's coming back into the clubs doing. The yeah, clubs. yeah. And, I agree. Just keep yeah. going. It can yeah. be difficult sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To just keep going, keep going, keep going, because there's 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 always hundreds and hundreds of other comedians who also I just keep going keep yeah, going yeah, keep going yeah. and there's no set finish point you know I mean? you don't know where you're going to end up no <laughs> one knows where they're going to end up it's not like a job where you can go oh can I have my review now and get, <laughs> get a rise you know what I mean you don't know and a lot of times things are luck or people you know friends yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, what do you like to talk about on stage? Are there, are there specific things you like to talk about, or is it everyday things? Or I will talk about um, myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a very narcissistic comedian, <laughs> uh, as as most comedians are. <laughs> Um, I will talk about myself. I, I I will talk about like my love life. I will talk about like my parents. Um, I'll talk about uh, you know I'm quite um, self-deprecating, yeah. so I'll do that. I also do like talking about. Uh, well, you've seen me like yeah. I will often go off script. I I yeah. do I do quite like. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I love that. That's your. <laughs> so I often just go and talk about whatever's happening in the room. Yeah. That is catching my it's eye more than the joke. Yeah. I love the in the moment yeah, stuff. Yeah. And there's there's often, not always, and then you just got to do the jokes, but there's often something very funny happening or about to happen yeah. Yeah. in front of you in the room. So I like to do a bit of a mix if I can. Brilliant, brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, and and just following on from that, how do you, do you have a way of remembering all your routines? Well, it's a good question because um, I don't know if I think about I think I don't know if I think about it as I'm not sure how I think about it, but I don't exactly think about it as a routine as such. You see my act, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> it's not exactly a routine, is it? I mean, come on, Richard. Um, wow. <laughs> no, but I, I remember when I was first starting out and someone said to me, you're not, and this has always stuck with me and it's different with other comics and other comics who do have like, I mean, I do have a set, I do have jokes, yeah. but I'm not necessarily sort of, uh, stuck to them and stuck to it sure. and some and some some comics are more and that's good and that's fine and they're probably the more successful ones but i uh 
<laughs> in some ways. But someone said to me, it's not it's not a script, it's the conversation with the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I view it. So it's not like uh, if I if I don't remember a joke or whatever i wrote the jokes they're yeah. my babies they're me yeah. i should be able to think of another joke in its place even if it's not exactly the one that i wanted to do or as good uh, something you know what i mean because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's a conversation yeah more than uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <that>. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's interesting because other than this blog, the most creative thing I've ever done, um, I wrote a play, a half hour play, which originally was for the Edinburgh Fringe and I might yet still take it. Oh, brilliant. Um, but um, uh, we did it for Comic Relief. We, we raised a bit of money for Comic Relief and we did three performances. It's it's called The Applicant and it's basically right. it's basically about me it's it's um <laughs> it's uh, uh it's about a bloke who comes down to london from carlisle he's got a very successful girlfriend in london and he can't get a job and the play is um a, a series of interviews of him right. trying to gain his confidence at the interview so it's him in the waiting room talking yeah. to the audience because there's no one else to talk to and he's panicking and then the, he gets interviewed so it's so it's it's waiting room interview waiting room interview and i ran out i was like a rabbit in headlights <laughs> he, run, he runs out and i had i had written pages of monologue which i didn't realize <laughs> is murder to remember <laughs> and i ran out and i had to build this story up and i'm thinking oh, i've forgotten all that and i completely forgot the monologue on the first night and until, it was the fascinating thing was until my friend came on who was playing all the interviewers we could then banter off each other and the jokes started and everything but doing it on my own and i think because there was a script there yeah you had to follow the script even although i'd written it myself <laughs> but it's not like what i what i couldn't get was just chatting to the audience and making it seem yeah. you know like it's second nature um i never forgot those uh, that monologue again <laughs> well <laughs> but, done oh, it, 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 i've so never did, forgotten that but so um, did you have to like improvise a bit on the i tried to yeah, yeah okay, i tried yeah. to but, but but it got to the point where the director just flicked the switch and the interviewer came on because <laughs> i wasn't getting like i did I, I, I did get my favorite joke in i called him norman oliver hope so when he ever he had a rejection letter it was mr n o hope no hope. oh that's good <laughs> yeah i like that i like that i like that i mean yeah. scripts and it's different as well it's slightly different with the scripts yeah yeah so yeah. you have to learn it and you have this to is, do, this is the do point it. i was saying yeah yeah it is it's it's like you have to follow the script every night whereas of course the wonderful comedians like yourself your way of doing mm. things you just fly off on tangents and you can keep it together and that's a magic element oh, thank to your act. You. yeah yeah Did it's both a blessing and sometimes a curse <laughs> <laughs> okay because <laughs> i mean sometimes it depends on the gig as well yeah. like the bigger gigs you have to be more structured sure. yeah um when it's a more intimate gig you can yeah kind of go off on tangents um when 
when you're trying to do new material it can be a bit of a annoyance to myself like i have to stop myself <laughs> from doing <laughs> what's it what's going on here this is going off track yeah exactly <laughs> and because i'm there to do like new try new stuff and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and then you come off and you go oh i didn't try anything new kind of thing because <laughs> you were too obsessed with like some guy smiling i don't know whatever <laughs> um so it's like a blessing and a curse yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time i'm sure um, <laughs> you won congratulations the jewish comedian of the year competition in 2016 long describe, time ago <laughs> describe the experience and what do you think of comedy competitions in general well oh, it was a good it was a long time ago it was it was in my first year of comedy right like it was after directly after a year i think i'd been doing comedy so it was like december 2016 yeah and i won it i didn't it was a like a, a strong final so i wasn't thinking i was gonna win and then they called my name and then my my mum and dad were in the audience and like just it was Jewish comedian of the year and then just to be a typical Jewish mother my mum stands up and goes yay <laughs> brilliant and I like keep it cool keep it cool <laughs> oh that's wonderful so that was nice and yeah. they were happy and then I was you know I was on a bit of a high that night obviously I was I was yeah. really happy um I don't no if it's actually I, I i don't think it's like the biggest competition so right. it's it's not necessarily i i don't know i was only in my first year of comedy sure, so i yeah. probably thought oh this is gonna lead to this and this and that and this and that and it didn't <laughs> all right did it did it give you exposure for certain gigs or did it give you extra gigs or not really i don't think it did no, I, no. I thought it would give me more, right. but it didn't. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy that I've got it. Yeah. Um, and also, I might not have used it in the right way because I was very, and still am, but I kind of have to force myself now, very much like, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know whether I, I should have asked the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, keep it on a down low, Richard. You're not supposed to tell anyone. Um, and like, so I'd be applying for gigs and someone would say, have you told them about the competition? I'm like, no, right, no, that's right. just, it's, maybe I should have done. Well, that's, well, that's interesting because um, some of the comedians I have talked to are similar things. You know, it's very good to be recognised for getting the specific competitions, but they may not lead, like you say, yeah. um, to further things. And, and I think competitions are good and they give you um, the, the, the um, awareness to go on stage and to, you know, the experience and everything. Yes. But, um, you know, the, and, and they can obviously, t you can tick the CV box and everything, but, but whether or not, um, you know, they, they lead to greater things, it's an interesting question, you know. I don't know. I think... I think it probably just depends on the individual yeah, yeah. And, so, and whether they're kind of ready for all of that. You know, yeah. I don't think I was ready for right. what I wanted all those years ago when I won. So that's probably one of the things. Some some people, some comedians are more ready, like they're fully formed yeah. when they get there. Well, I don't think I was or even am. Um, and so I think it depends on that. 
and also I do think it depends on what competition it is because some competitions are more they attract more industry than others right. and are thought upon more highly than others right and I, I don't know and that one maybe wasn't as much right I don't know, right. I don't know. Well, yeah well seriously congratulations on winning it because uh, thank you you know it it, it it was wonderful to see oh. and to read all, all, all about you doing that um thank you whenever i've seen you live and i'm so pleased i'm going to ask this um you uh -oh. you, you you always appear very confident and the, the the main thing is you're absolutely fearless with an audience you've you've, you've touched on it before but um, I once saw you and I was laughing so hard at your <laughs> jokes. You then went into overdrive and just ran for the audience and just to, to completely tore them apart. And I was crying at this. Um, that takes some bottle to do. Um, do you do you suffer from any nerves before you go on stage? And if so, how do you cope with them? Uh, yeah, um, I don't remember that gig. I remember seeing you. <laughs> I remember seeing you in the audience. For people watching at home, I'm actually very nice. Um, <laughs> That's what I meant. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everyone's going to be scared to but... come to my show. Like, I'm not going to sit in the front row. I hope, I hope actually... the question was said with positivity. <laughs> When you tear apart that audience, oh god, that was a sight for sore eyes. They left crying. They were sobbing. They were they uh, were crying with laughter. Crying with laughter. Yeah. yeah. No, I am. Uh, it depends on the gig. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, for the bigger gigs, yeah, I do get nervous, and it affects my performance because. Right. Uh, like every every comedian in the whole wide world, I'd imagine the more relaxed you are. The more comfortable with the room you are, yeah. the better the better performance you'll do. Right. And particularly with me, when I if I do go off on a tangent and that, do that sort of thing, it's because I'm feeling very relaxed and happy and sure, um, yeah. And you can't always do that in a bigger club, so I'll probably just do my set more in a bigger club. Yeah. Although yeah. I prefer <laughs> mixing it up. Um, so that time I think it was in birdies and it yeah. was kind of a relaxed, chilled gig. All my yeah. friends, comedy friends were there. It was a kind of just a nice gig. There was no... So uh, for those ones, you do get like, you obviously do get a little thing in your stomach before, you yeah. know what I mean? Before yeah. you're about to go on when they call your name. Yeah. Uh, but then you're up there, and if if it's a good gig, you're in the moment, and the hot, and that's what I try and do is be in the moment. But it's difficult to combine. You've got to work on being in the moment sure. with tr with trying to do good comedy. You yeah. can't just be in the moment. You yeah. have to also be aware. So the two together, um, that's when I have my best gigs. Um, and also, I suss the audience out as well. I don't just. <laughs> You don't just run at them. <laughs> I don't just run at them. I just, you might not be aware of it. The, the, the <laughs> but, but there's the things going on in the background in my head going, don't tell him, don't tell him he's a dick. <laughs> the, re the reason why I asked the question is that there are elements to your act, I think, 
that are uh, 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 equivalent to a J for example Jason Byrne where you never know what you're going to get on yeah. stage with him and that's the wonderful thing I, I always remember I've seen Jason Byrne years and years and years he's one of my favorite comedians and he, oh. and he once um, a, a, a member of his audience was late for the show once he was about 20 minutes late and he dragged him from the audience <laughs> put him on the stage and completely rewound the show to the start and it was just priceless to see and i thought the confidence in doing that is just fantastic I love it. and you're the same you're, the, yeah. the reason i asked the question was you on those occasions that i saw you you were fearless or you appeared to be fearless and uh, it, it was just magical to see so oh thank you th thank you for doing that <laughs> and don't be afraid to do that okay i'm gonna carry on i'm gonna carry on i'm gonna say richard said i should do this i did I, the other day at a gig i did i did make make a man i made a man a random man in the audience i made him pick me up and carry me <laughs> So I am still oh, I'd love doing to have that. Seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can put it up. I think I filmed it. <laughs> let's let's move on to Edinburgh. I mean, I I go to. I'm very fortunate enough to go to the Edinburgh Fringe every year. It's my holiday, yeah. and I yeah. go um, I go for a week, and I see about fifty shows. And I need wow. to by the time I come back. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I but I absolutely love it. Um, uh, can you tell me what your first Edinburgh Fringe was like and what year was it and what were you feeling when you went up there? My first Edinburgh Fringe, I just went up with some friends for the weekend to see what it was like. This yeah. was in my very first year of comedy. So like I hadn't didn't do any shows. I think I did two spots or something like that on the compilation shows up there. Sure. And I literally went for the weekend and I'm a real like homebody. So I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to like this. Oh, I just, oh, it's what everyone does. I'm not me. I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> Which was absolute bollocks. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm no different from anyone else. I'm not special. And I, I and I loved it. And I loved it. And, and then I, and then the, the next year I did a compilation show with some friends. And I, I decided I'd only go for a week because yeah. I'm special and I don't want to do the whole <laughs> run. It's too much. And uh, so I only did a week and I literally did. I've never been like this anywhere, really. I did not want to go home. Yeah. I was so upset that yeah. I hadn't yeah. booked longer. Yeah, um, I, 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 I am exactly like that. As soon as you step off the train at Haymarket, the atmosphere hits you. Yeah. It, it is amazing and it's just one big mm. party for a month it, it is if you're in the audience if yeah. you're in if you're an act it's very much a party then a misery yeah. then a party then hell <laughs> then, <laughs> then maybe feeling okay a bit better yeah, yeah. and then hell again <laughs> and then feeling so great and then hell again is it's, it's like that. I've said I've said this to many a comedian on these interviews. Um, I um, once had a good stand-up comedy myself, <laughs> and um, uh, it was a. Um, I know the guy who runs. Uh, I used to know the guy who runs the Free Fringe, and he and I said, um, "Have you got anything on?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "We've got a um, a gong show, an afternoon gong show for old women, for old people in in the, in the crowd." <laughs> 
Sounds and I, terrible. And I, it was awful. It was on a Monday afternoon. Sounds it was raining, awful. Just the worst. And I, I wrote this script, which was about me crashing cars in my home city of Carlisle. And he loved <laughs> it. And he said, oh, this will this will go. So I yeah. walked out. There was three people in the crowd. And um, uh, I said, um, good, good afternoon, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. People think I look like Eddie the Eagle Edwards, the ski jumper, but I can't see the resemblance myself. <laughs> and of course, I'm his double. And, yeah. one, and one bloke at the back of the, the audience just went, Sod off and got me off, and I walked off to my oh, own footsteps. No. And the oh, that's <laughs> terrible! And the, and the promoter said, "Have another go. There's another show later." Same thing happened, and I said to him, "Never say never again." But I think my place is in the audience supporting them. Oh, bless you. <laughs> the worst possible place to start. You should have asked me. The worst. <laughs> The worst possible place for anyone to start is a gong show. Like, it's like even the most experienced comics hate, hate those shows and get gonged off because it's a the audience are there to just be a yeah. against you just almost. Horrible. Yeah, but but that was a learning experience, you know. So yeah, and, and yeah. now. Um, I love it's interesting because now I, of course I love to sit on a front row or I love to try and be involved when I can and and it gave me a, just sitting in the audience it gave me a massive amount of confidence watching you all because yeah the more it the more the more the comedians give off I think the better the the better the audience feel and it's much more much more endearing to them you know it's 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 a fascinating thing um I first saw you, as you mentioned before, Dear Old Birdie's Free Comedy <laughs> Night. Uh, I, I saw you in 2017 and 2019, where you headlined on both occasions, and I thought you were just wonderful, and I've been a big, big fan ever since. Um, I've seen you a lot online. I wish I could see you more live, and I will do. I'm determined to when everything opens up again. Um, Get a ticket then. Definitely, I will. I will. Of course, I will. Um, please, no can you, please, can you describe, if you have one, um, a writing process and where you get your ideas from for your routines? Well, this is a good question. And the thing is, i it's a hard question to answer. I did, in lockdown, I did my own podcast called Show Me Your Bits, which lasted for three episodes. <laughs> and, <laughs> what a title. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, Show Me Your Bits, which, by the way, I didn't think of the title. That's someone else. That's another comedian friend of mine. But basically, we were going on Zoom and we were watching their bits, like a five- no, like a two-minute bit with nice, them. Nice. And then afterwards, we were analysing the bit together. Brilliant. How did you come to that idea and yeah. this and that? And I asked, one of my friends was on it, and I said, what's your writing process? And he went through it. And then at the end, when we were offline, I was like, what a stupid answer. I had to write go at him. I was like, why, <laughs> why couldn't you just give me a straightforward answer? You were telling me one minute you're doing this and then you're doing that. It didn't make any sense. I had to write go at him. And now you're asking me that question. I feel like I'm going to give you another vague answer. Never. Because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I already have done. I've just spent five minutes telling you how I got to, um, about my podcast. But yeah. it's difficult to to narrow down because I don't just sit there and write and right. I'm not 
not a lot of comedians do. I did try that for a while, and I think it's a very, very good thing to do, a very good exercise to just sit there with a blank page and just write uh, consciousness and then see if anything funny has come out of it. Yeah. I have done that. I, I went through a phase where I was doing that. Nothing funny did come out of it much, but I don't, I don't really do that anymore. I do ideas come just come to me through things that happen to me in the yeah, day yeah conversations i'm having even sometimes with other comedians and they'll say and i'll just say something and they'll go oh that's funny you should try and think about that a bit more yeah, and yeah, do yeah, a bit yeah, on yeah. that and i go oh really do you think and then we'll do it um and then i do i don't really write it down i write out a bit the idea Right. then i go on stage then i go on stage and i haven't got it fully written out exactly but i've got an idea of what of what i want to say and then i try and find where the audience think it's funny yeah and then i kind of develop it on stage so sometimes i'll bring i'll say something else that will get a laugh and i might then use that again or it could have just been in the moment um and then i'll develop it like that I was, um, I was just going to say that when it seems to me the way that you that you approach it again it's going back to this in the moment thing you yeah you you, you you don't necessarily have a script but you have a rough idea what you're going to do and let's yeah. just see where that goes and that's just yeah. magical to watch it really no, is it, it either is or it really isn't <laughs> I can't imagine you ever having a bad gig. You're so bubbly. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. It's, uh, it, I have had bad gigs. Uh, I tell you what, sometimes the audience, it, it, it's a rare thing, but like sometimes, we, I think any comic will tell you this, mm. usually the audience will like sort of, there's people who will like you. Obviously, you can't please everyone all the time. But you have the odd gig, and luckily it's quite—it's fairly rare where just everyone hates you, <laughs> right. and you go on, and immediately you don't know why they're just not—they're not, they're not, they're not your they're audience. Not, no, they're not in no, it. They're not no. with you. And for my sort of act, I kind of need the audience to be with me sure. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but but also there is some there's skill there's skill in doing your set when the audience isn't with you and still having a successful gig which yeah. i'm work which i have to work on and i have to develop that as well that's interesting isn't it yeah 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 because if i had a group of friends well well uh, if a if a group of friends wanted to come along to a comedy night i would recommend you and Aww. i and i I'm certain that they would love your sort of comedy, but as you say, it, yeah. does, it does depend on who they are and the subjectivity and all the rest of it. But um, it's fascinating what you're saying with your answer, because you know to work on it still is is yeah. is <laughs> great, you know, because you're still wanting to entertain the audience audiences as best you can, you know, and 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 it it, it does seem to work. Um, what's been your comedy highlight to date? um it's weird because like i was thinking about this and i don't know i, I i'm really bad because i'm like oh 
that will be my comedy high. I'm really bad at like like being in the ironically, even though my act is in the moment, sort of, I'm bad at being in the moment. So, <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? I just thought of that. That is just bloody weird. That so could, on the stage that could, that could be a title of a show. <laughs> that's a good idea. That'll be my next Edinburgh show. Inspired by Richard. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to get credit for that. You're going to get a lot of credit. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm always looking at like, oh, when I do this, that will be my highlight. When I do this, that yeah, will be my yeah, highlight. Yeah. But obviously winning like the competition was my a highlight. Sure. I was also, I was in the Natties final uh, in 2019, I think it was. Congratulations uh, again. Thank you. And we did... We did the hack the em we did it at the Hackney Empire. Wow. So that was a real highlight being on that stage. Wow. It was ama amazing. Yeah, so really that, amazing. So that was quite a big audience for you. Massive, yeah. Was that yeah. more daunting to play a bigger audience than Yeah. 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 It was, so it was more so, daunting. So, so was that more um terrifying for you or did you just go out there and again these are mine and that well i was a bit un not unlucky but i went on first which right. as you as you well you know because you know comedy is like a difficult spot to go on first yeah, yeah, yeah. uh especially in a competition yeah. but um they were a really nice audience um and they were very supportive and i decided like just go out there and do it was only five minutes just go out there and do your jokes um, and okay. I had to because I couldn't see anyone either. <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. The bigger gigs, you kind of have to do that. You can't mess yeah. around as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, although I think I did do a little bit of that, but um, I didn't like it was the final, but I didn't place or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But but it yeah it was ter it was scary. But then when i was on the stage i was i think i was okay because I, I yeah everyone was they were nice and that's great um, yeah so that was a highlight just being on that stage yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i was that, like oh fantastic I, brilliant, brilliant. The empire um and and following on from that do you have any ambitions as a comedian would you <laughs> would you like your own sitcom would you like to host a quiz show or a chat show or anything like that do you think you'd be good at that I do have I do have ambitions. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't need to like know how to fulfil them. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> um, but I I do. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to do a sitcom. I did write a sitcom. I have written, but it's uh, I just wrote the pilot episode. Uh, it's very you. it's difficult writing uh, sitcoms. It's very hard yeah, to write yeah, yeah, a comedy. Yeah. I would like that. I would like. Um, I would like, like I, I like the live stuff, uh, as you know. Sure. So I would like the opportunity to tour that and have my audiences there yeah. and knowing knowing what they're going to get yeah. and coming for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I'd like, I'd like to do that. I guess the usual sort of ambitions of most comedians is better gigs and be better, be yeah. better, like be the like that's that's the that's the most you just keep working keep keep again working on being better again it's all experience isn't it the more you do the better you are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just keep working 
who are your favourite comedians, past and present? Uh, now this is going to be a bit controversial. I don't want to get into the controversy of it. <laughs> <laughs> but all my, uh, <laughs> you might have to cut this bit. Uh, no, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's more complicated. But uh, my favorite, my favorite comedian's always been Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, as you know, right. he went for a bit of controversy. <laughs> Let's not get into that. I think that's <laughs> complicated, and uh, I still think he's like the best writer yeah. in ever. Right. Um, and I like I like American comedians. I like Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, I like Sarah Silverman. She's I think good. she's great. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. I really like Michelle Wolf. Is like yes. one of my new favorites. I don't know if you've seen her special, but I thought that was, was amazing. Superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, superb! Laughs it was, and she was she just rattled along with it. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, you could tell how much work. Yeah, me watching that, I was like, a lot of work has been put into mm. those jokes yeah, yeah, and developing yeah. it. Um, so they're like the famous ones. Uh. Do you? I mean, I can name people closer to, Please closer do. to, closer to my peer group. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful way of putting it. <laughs> Please do. Please do because because uh, laughter is a wonderful thing, and if anybody yeah. can do it, you know. Um, well, I I I like Russell Hicks. He's also American, oh, yeah, but he yeah, lives yeah. here. Yeah. So you know Russell, he's yeah. on the circuit. Yeah. He's but he's been going a lot longer than me. And I kind of look up to him. Yeah. He does a lot of off-script stuff as well. And I look up to him and he I chat to him sometimes and go, oh, "Wonderful. Help. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Is he so, is he like a mentor? Do you have like a mentor at all or anything like I that? I I think he is, but he I don't think he wants to be. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> no, he, no, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. He's, I, he's sort of, he sort, it's, it's only like once every year or something. I'll yeah. go, oh Russell, can I have a quick chat with you about something? <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, great, love it. No, but he does. He, he's a really lovely guy. So he like, that's brilliant. That's to me, yeah. I'm with you on um, American comedians. My, my favorite film comedian was Steve Martin. Well, he's Steve ah. Martin, and he had the brilliant run of ten films with Carl Reiner, and uh, it started off with Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, and it ended well. His run it ended with Parenthood, I thought, and that block of films that he made the yeah. two brains and all of me and three amigos and i yeah. absolutely love all that and i saw him oh. at the hammersmith apollo with his bluegrass band and he was amazing that was a that was a highlight for me i saw bill hicks uh, just before he oh. died and that he was extraordinary i love yeah. all the the uh, i think the american wisecracking comedians are just phenomenal to watch i love them yeah, i love them yeah yeah yeah. I um, yeah and and like me do you go to a lot of gigs as a member of the audience no <laughs> right <laughs> Every every comedian I've asked has practically said no. <laughs> no, no, no. The last thing I want to do is go. I have to sit through it every bloody night, <laughs> and I'm waiting to go on. And you have to sit through so much comedy yeah, that yeah, yeah. you don't want to go as a member of the audience. 
Well, I, this is me personally. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know some people do. Yeah. Did you have comedy growing up? Did you have comedy around you on the television or the radio? Yeah, I mean, like, I think I come from a family like my parents are mad. I hopefully they won't mind me saying this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> once a French boyfriend and I said he was going to meet my parents and I said uh, my parents are a bit mad by the way and he said we uh, <laughs> just say I know I said how do you know what do you, what do you mean and he said uh, les chats font pas les chiens which means uh, is, is their expression for the apple doesn't fall far from the tree which right. is like which means translated like cat don't give birth to dogs like <laughs> that's where i learned that expression because i, I wow. lived in paris but, uh, so yeah they're a bit mad so i think i come from a family where yeah. you know there's always a bit of like watching my parents banter with their friends yeah and yeah take the mick and all of that yeah. and then like there's comedy growing up we used to watch only fools and horses every course, christmas and yeah. you know uh so there was comedy growing up but it wasn't like some comedians who were like i was obsessed with this when i was growing yeah, up yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. that for me yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, but, and if you're on a comedy bill um yeah. do you stay and watch all the other comedians on the bill <laughs> Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I support the comedy <laughs> anyway. I can. <sighs> no. no, I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, well, well. To be fair, you might be doing three or four gigs a night, and so you're running around and whatever. Thank you. Thank you for that excuse. <laughs> I'll use that the next yeah. one. Uh, no, I do. I do. It depends on who's on. Like, if there's like if it's just my friends who i've seen i mean you've seen it you've seen yeah. them all the time so i might stay if like we're going to go grab dinner afterwards yeah. or whatever yeah. Yeah. or but they're, they're the same as me if they said to me uh if they, if they said to me i'm going to stay and watch you i'm like don't like go home chill out like you've seen me a million times um and but if there's like a special person on at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. then yeah i'll yeah. stay for that yeah, yeah, yeah the reason the reason why i ask those questions is that um there's a section in my blog called the ones that got away and i wrote i've written about 25 i think comedians who i would have loved to have seen but haven't because they've either passed on or i haven't had a chance to see them or whatever and the reason why i love comedy i can remember laughing at morecambe and wise with the entire family and yeah. I've, I've written and read I've, I've, I've read everything about them seen plays about them but never got to see them live i i i, I would love to have because yeah. because for me there's a there's there's another level again where you're just twiddling your glasses or if you tommy cooper with the fairs or ken oh, god yeah. with the tickling stick or all the great variety comedians of the 70s and then the big revolution in the 80s with this horrible word alternative where all these new bigger comedians came in and it, it's just been wonderful it's been for me it's been a wonderful journey and seeing Aww. comics like you who just light up a room when you go in there you were you were easily the funniest thing on at, 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 at the birdies nights oh thank you, you. um 
anyway uh, that means um, a lot that means a lot my me. pleasure um uh one more thing just before we go um how have you found online gigs as opposed to live gigs and what do you think is the future of comedy have you done many online gigs i hate online gigs <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> really hate online gigs i think they're terrible um i do not enjoy them at all i i get no energy from them right. so i stopped doing them after the first lockdown right. um and i i just did my own i did my own online thing called I don't know if you saw it, random comics do countdown yes. brackets without the maths. Yes, yeah, it was superb. And, uh, it was brilliant. It was, it was a great idea. It was idea. real fun, yeah. yeah. And I thought, I need an idea that's not stand-up because I don't think that, well, especially not with me, my right. style and everything, that translates very well yeah. to online. So I decided to do this random comics do countdown and that was fun. But online comedy is not the future. Right. Well, Obviously, I don't know everything, so in 10 years' time, <laughs> this is going to come back in 10 years' time and I'll be doing another Zoom gig. <laughs> On the, uh, where, where are we, the 8th of June at half past yeah. six, that was said. <laughs> 2031. <laughs> I, I, my view of it is, um, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a super substitute and i yeah. think as a member of the audience i think uh if if it hadn't have happened i'd have gone mad in lockdown because i would not okay to do but um when it first started um there was no audio at all so i would sit and laugh and no they couldn't hear me i was laughing at four walls and i thought i was going to be taken away um but um, uh, they, they, they had the bright idea of putting the audio on and it, yeah. gave, and it gave some of the comedians timing and they could chat to, they yeah. could time the jokes and everything. But for me, you can't be live. Oh, because you because as you say, you as, as we've said all night, it's, it's in the moment, in the room. Yeah. Anything can happen. You know exactly and, and please please i know they're, they're just starting to open up again but it's so good just and, and for me to make a night of it with friends and you go for yeah. dinner on a few beers and then a comedy show it's wonderful it's yeah it's the best thing um i've so much enjoyed talking to you i've i i, I could and talk, me. i could i could talk to you all night you're, you're, I could. you're, you're a very 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 <laughs> funny woman um I is I've it? got the time, Richard. I've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lonely. I'm like, oh. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> is there anything? Well, the last question is: Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, are you? Um, are you? Have you got any live gigs planned? Have you got? Are you doing any yeah. podcasts? Where can people find you on social media? That sort of thing. Yeah, I've got live gigs planned. I've been doing some. They've started up again. Yeah um i run i host i'm like the resident host for a gig on the top deck of a bus called night bus comedy um and we've got we've been doing it outside in the yard but we've got our first show on the bus on the 20th of june wow so yeah so that's a lot of fun where's Last that one, is that is that in london yeah wood green right it's, called, right it's it's in the blue house yard it's called earth tap the bus and right. it's the blue blue house yard in wood green it's the only 
It's the only. It's this tiny yard where there's like these shops, yeah, these yeah, boutique yeah. shops. It's the only part of Wood Green that's been regenerated. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, if you go around the corner, there's like a drunk person like <laughs> taking heroin or whatever. But that's a lovely <laughs> boutique. And are, these, and are these regular gigs? Yeah, they were very regular before COVID. We used to do it every Sunday. Right. Um, but since COVID, we've been doing it outside about once a month. Right. Last one was about two weeks ago in the yard, and it was such fun. It was one of the best. It was, that was you know, you talk about highlights, but yeah. that was a highlight because that was such a great moment. The audience were all up yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. The acts were great. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing another one on the 20th of June on the bus and then another one on the 18th of July, again, in the yard as part of Harringay Arts Festival. Brilliant. So we're doing that. And then if they want to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I yes. need some followers, please. Yes. Uh, it's Nicole Harris Comedy. Yeah. Well, um, you might well see me on the bus driving it for you. <laughs> yes! I think I that's a great that. idea. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's got no engine, but it's fine. <laughs> it's such a great idea to have it on a bus. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant gig. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much i mean this this last hour has just been fa fantastic it's wonderful to see you to talk and to you. you again and i can't wait to and come and you. see you live again because I, I can't wait to see you live again well uh, alive alive or live? <laughs> well it won't be long sure. you are a very 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 funny woman please oh, please thanks. keep that doing what you're doing and thanks all the very so best much. to you thank you so, so much, much for your time and all the best Hello, this is Richard Gill. Thank you so much for listening to a Rich Comic Life podcast and I hope you've enjoyed the interview. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also watch the video on my YouTube channel. More comedians interviews will be added to both the podcast and my YouTube channel every weekend. Please go to www.arichcomiclife.blog to access the menu for all my blogs, YouTube videos, the podcast and more and please keep listening, watching and reading about my experiences of watching stand-up comedy. Thanks again and best wishes from a rich comic life.